Assalamu alaikum. This is Kimberly Kalima with another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in again. I'm veering off my normal format of interviewing someone to take a moment to present a monologue where I speak on subjects or topics uh, that interest me and offer a soft opinion or thoughts. My first monologue segment will be entitled Navigating Social Media in the Age of Made You Look. All over the news, we've heard the word fake news. We've heard fake media. But what in the world does that mean? From the highest office in the land, all the way down to co-workers discussing what's fake news or fake media. So if you shared an article that was not true, I'm guilty of it myself. Hello. These are some things that I've discovered that may assist you in lessening the chances of you sharing something that has just no truth to it. I'd first like to define what fake news is. Fake news is information that is 100% unadulterated, unfiltered, non-factual. 100% unadulterated, unfiltered, non-factual information. That is fake. That is false. That is pseudo. It is not real. It is a lie. And fake media is an organization that propels the spreading of information that is not true. Now, Let's talk about what fake media or fake news isn't. Fake news is not news that you don't happen to like. It is not news that offends you. Fake news is not news that makes someone you dislike look like a different person. That is not fake news. Even though that definition has been given to a great many things as of late, that does not make it fake because you don't like it or because it offends you or if it promotes someone that you dislike. That doesn't make it fake, okay? There are a lot of things that constitute a mixing of what people consider fake news. You've got uh, Photoshop, got a lot of imaging apps, video. Two examples of things that are used. One I think we've all seen on social media was uh, Donald Trump in a Ku Klux Klan robe that was manipulated imaging, or the video of then-President Obama walking out of a press conference and kicking the door open. Things like that are used to further convince you that what they're saying is true, even if it isn't. It's almost as though you can't believe your eyes or your ears. Now, there are other types of news that you may run across. And my hopes in this segment is just to help you kind of wade through what's real and what isn't. Because in the age of social media, it's social. And being social means that you share. It's not something that you harbor unto yourself or it's only in your living room. It is meant to be shared. Now, a lot of fake news posts and articles are actually made to resemble real news formats. They may use the same color. They may use an acronym that's similar to an actual news source. They may use the same type of music. The people who make the videos, they may dress up in a stereotypical newscaster's blazer tie and jacket to convince you that it's authentic don't fall for it the more shares likes or views that an organization has that can spell profits for them it's a marketing plus now whether it's a benefit or not to the reader is of no concern here let me repeat that whether or not it's a benefit to the reader it is of no concern it's all about numbers It's all about money. It's all about attention. So cast out of the window, are they worried that people are going to believe this and think the wrong things? They could care less. It's about numbers. Numbers equal money. Now, reeling you in is no accident either. 
it's on purpose. They get marketing people and psychoanalysts to look at things to see what may reel people in. What will make someone trust you? What will shock someone? What will make someone believe that you are credible and reliable? Let's use that. They also pull different stock images from the internet. Lots of photographers take pictures all the time and post them. People swipe them. There are different challenges on Facebook right now for photographing in black and white. That's going to be a a treasure trove because there's no attribution to anyone. People are just posting these pictures and people can pull them and they may use them in any manner of ways. So just remember that. And also they put these articles out on the heels of something else significant while your incredulity is still fresh. I remember one article that I had read shortly after the Horrible Pulse Club shooting. There was an article that I saw about a woman who had been killed in a park bench in Atlanta, Georgia. I read it and I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Another one? Just days after that shooting while everyone was still kind of afraid. Then there was someone else on Twitter that um, I really admire and I follow who apparently had seen that article and shared it as well. It didn't take long for people from that area to say, this is not true, this, is, this didn't happen. But it didn't happen in an early enough time before it had been shared hundreds of times. So if you see an article that looks absolutely crazy or is so incredulous, you cannot believe it. Most of the articles tell you what city and state they occurred in or what region of the country. Check another place, maybe a local newspaper, uh, maybe a national newspaper with information. Check another source. Check another source to see if you see that story. Sometimes news outlets don't print everything immediately because they actually do check their resources. They actually do vet things. They want to make sure something has a ring of truth or trail of authenticity before they put it out. So what's been happening, I've seen in social media, someone will post something that may be right there at the center. Or who's a friend of someone who's a paramedic who said, man, guess what? I'm here at such and such and so and so. Then immediately you see the rants. Why isn't this national news? Why isn't this all over the place? Well, when some things initially happen, not everything, but some things that initially happen, first of all, they got to decide. The organizations have to decide if they're newsworthy, whatever newsworthy means for that company. If they decide that it is, they have people who follow leads and do an investigation. So they don't put anything out irresponsibly. Once that happens, you'll start seeing things trickle in to the major networks about something that occurred. And they'll still have sketchy details because they're still answering phone calls, sending emails, sending reporters on site, calling different law enforcement agencies to verify. They're doing all of this before they just put it up and say, hey, guess what happened yesterday? Or guess what just happened 30 minutes ago? The benefit that people have with our telephones and and social media allowing us to be everywhere at once is you're able to see something just when it happens. Tell the story immediately. The negative effect is that the information is put out there and we're not checking. We heard something, we saw something, and there we go. It kind of takes the job from the reporters who are hopping in their car, leaving dinner with their family to go get a story, to get the whole entire story. We get a piece of it and we put it online and everyone goes crazy and then they're mad because this was posted 20 minutes ago. Why isn't this on a major news network? They're actually probably doing their job somewhere trying to verify that this actually happened or it happened the way that it said it did. Some of that doesn't surface for days. Now, there are some people who feel that there is a specific agenda that certain news reporters are avoiding stories. That could be true. But consider that they gauge what they feel is newsworthy. 
they gauge what they feel is important for the American public to know. And they also gauge what's going to get them viewers. And that's just that. Not very often are our news outlets just putting things out to make people feel good just for the fun of it. Everything costs cameras, paying reporters, travel time, phone calls, faxes, emails, everything that they're sending back and forth to collaborate everything for us to know. It's just not done out of a volunteer effort. It's got to be pieced together and there's got to be some type of organization to that fury of information that's floating around. So I don't know if that helps some people out. Also, another plus for people who spread fake news or sensationalized news, they hope that a person with a lot of followers picks it up. They hope that a celebrity picks it up. They hope that someone, I don't know, well-respected or that is a buzz in the current trending community picks it up. Because if they do, people won't try to figure out if it's true or not. They're just going to share it because they believe in the person that shared it. That's very easy to happen. If you have someone who is a leader in certain circles or an influential person and they share something, you'll say, oh, my goodness, look what Susie Q put on her Twitter. Girl, you got to see this. Who checks it? Who follows up on it? Who stops to say, oh, let me see if this is even right? No, the people who spread the twisted up news bank on the fact that someone in a position of power and influence is going to share this because the people who admire them will blindly share it as well happens all day. This is why we have accounts, some of them that are actually under celebrity names. They're not very much talking about the celebrity, but they're sharing things. Some of these accounts are not even verified. It's connected to the celebrity. They've got the name in it. You see the name, you share. Mission accomplished, pretty much. And again, when followers share, it's not because they can't think. It's not because they're sheep. It's just people count on the naivety of being able to believe in other people. They count on the naivety of being able to trust other people. So if Martha Stewart puts up something about crafting and you follow Martha Stewart and you admire what she does and you think she's a specialist in her field, you're not going to go double check. And that's how it goes. And that's what they're counting on. Here are some suggestions on how to avoid getting caught in the trap of sharing the maybe look movement. Read the about section of the website that the information is from if it has a website now on instagram twitter and facebook there are things you can post directly to those social media hubs that may not link back to an article if this is a website i would suggest going to the about section of the website or the about section of the facebook page and see what that periodical is about a lot of them actually say this is satire There are some that I have seen that they may not say satire, but they encourage entertaining, funny, out of the norm, things like that. You have to be really careful when you're reading a post with something like that. They're just in it for the likes. They're in it to spread their name and capitalize because everybody's having a balloon boy moment. Do you guys remember the balloon boy story where there was a gentleman who said his son was on a balloon and this balloon was just flying all over the place, a hot air balloon? In your mind, you knew that that was impossible for that child to be on top of a balloon and not slide left, right, or sideways or anything. You knew it. But the fact that it was all in the news and we're following it and the parents are torn up, it was exciting. It was sensationalized. It was something to be astounded with. It was the shock and the awe. They challenge what you believe to be real. And if you allow them to win, you not only will be in a mental jumble yourself, but you share it right away. Because who doesn't want to be the first one to let the world know about something that's on and popping? 
they count on that too. They count on the fact that a lot of us want to be the first one to tell everybody something. We want to be the one to broadcast it. We want to be the ones to keep our community aware. We want to be the ones to keep everybody woke. We want to be the ones to stay ahead of the game and the system and all of this other kind of stuff. They study personalities, people. They know what's going on and they bank on it. They use certain trigger words that only apply to certain communities or certain groups of people. They may be offensive trigger words. That'll make you hurry up and share it and say, read what I read. Can you believe this? No, let's share this because I'm mad about it too. Or they'll pick trigger words in, in response to a certain community in order to share. You can use this in a good way or a bad way. Some people use it when they're fundraising to touch hearts and to touch pocketbooks. Some people use it when they're trying to stir up some trouble to get some controversy started, to get a debate going. So the element of reeling people in itself is not a bad thing. It's what your intentions are for reeling them. That's where you have to start to think. Look at the other articles on the site or the social media page. Some of the articles are absolutely crazy. You'll see an elephant born with the leg of a human that learned to videotape and record on roller skates. Come on. So if you see an article and you're questioning it, you go to the source, you go to the website, and it has crazy things on it like that, don't jump on that article right away as something factual. Just don't do it. You see an article where a man ate grass every day of the week and it increased his memory and allowed him to fly backwards on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Check one more place before you post that particular article. If you see the site itself littered with those kind of crazy things, you can, you know, you can bet that what you're reading also is coming from that same factory of nonsense. Now, there are some websites that people consider fake news. They're not necessarily fake. They may have a political slant one way or the other. That does not necessarily make it fake, but it may be extremely biased. It might be extremely biased, but that doesn't necessarily mean the information is fake. What they do is for one team or the other um, in political arenas. It may be real news, but what they do is gather and post articles that celebrate or most often mention when somebody on the other political team has made a mistake. All of their articles about everything that this one particular person has done wrong. So when you scroll through that, you're getting a negative impression of that particular person. That's not fake news. That's just kind of biased. That's all. Are the sources credible? And when I say that, I've read stories about different laws that have been enacted in in, um, Southeast states. And you'll see people mentioned, you'll see cities and towns. Are those real cities and towns? Google's your friend. Are those real cities and towns? Oh, oh, they are? They got to have a local newspaper. This article is something groundbreaking. It's got to have been at least reported in their local newspaper because when things happen, they happen locally first and then spread. Double check. Nine times out of 10, that local newspaper has a website, even if it's just a a one-page website. Just double check it. I've seen articles spread crazy, 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 and it's got people up in arms about something going on in a particular city. And when you go to the local newspaper, (laughs) there's no mention of it. You got got. Made you look check the grammar. Now, I say check the grammar because not everyone speaks or writes like a college professor. That is not what I mean. There are some articles that we've read. Once you've read one or two paragraphs, you know this is not someone in the arena of publishing with any type of journalistic integrity. You'll even see slang that only people speak amongst friends in certain regions. Now, when you write, 
you may include different slang or different things that are attached to certain cities, counties, states, boroughs, but it's not in such a way that if you're not from there, you don't know what they're saying. Check those as well. Check those out. I'm not saying that it's fake news, but if it's it's absolutely crazy what you've read, made you spill your coffee, which is a bad thing, check the local areas and see if there's anything else. Sometimes it is attached to something real. There are portions of it being real. And then it's surrounded by a bunch of other things to sensationalize it. Or it could be altogether false. Another reason that I must say that it's important to verify, not only because you don't want to confuse people or have them afraid for no reason at all. If you're a social media marketer, if you do content writing, if you're the person known for sharing things that keep the community up, then you've got to double check, especially if it's a paid position. Because if you don't double check and you put things up that are constantly debunked, or constantly people are saying, this is fake, this is false, where do you get this mess? Your own integrity is going to be a question. So because you saw something that you thought was great, thought it was wonderful, or it was jaw-dropping, if you don't follow up and find out just how real it is, people will start associating you with not knowing what you're doing. Don't let that happen to you, especially if it's a paid job. You don't want that to happen at all. They bank on us having the urge to post as fast as possible. But the urge to post has got to be coupled with the urge to verify. That's my clause. The urge to post has got to be coupled with the urge to verify. Who doesn't want to be the first one to tell everybody something? Who doesn't want to be that person? But you're the first one to tell everybody something. And 10 posts later, five comments later, it's a lie. It's fake. And here's the proof of that. Double check first. Double check first. People are reading your the things that you post, whether it's a company or an individual, they don't know you. So you're only as good as your shared word. You're only as good as your shared word. There is a value to social media, believe it or not. It does what a sprinkler head does. When you're watering flowers versus a single pour spout, the information gets everywhere, all over the place. Instant, instant cloudburst of information, of knowledge, of facts, of events, of networking cloudburst violence. People who mismanage uh, information for illicit purposes count on that because once they put it up once and it attracts a couple of people, there go the views, there go the shares, there go the responses. If it's crazy enough, it's going to push people to their website. Whether you stay or whether you like it, those initial views and likes and clicks is going to be counted as success for that particular company. So everybody's all linked in. They're all linked in one way or another to get this information out. So basically, if you're like me, you love social media. You can find recipes on it. You can shop on it. You can get directions. You can find out about concerts. You can get suggestions on health care. You can find out which natural herbs are better for lowering blood pressure. You can find everything on the Internet. It is, after all, social media. It is media that brings people together and it is to be shared in knowing that. Just be a little more cautious about the articles that see you and grab you by the shoulders and shake you side to side. Is it real? Is it factual? Can any of it be verified? Is it something you even need to share? Now, there are some people listening who live for that kind of stuff. They love the reaction. This is not for you. It's not for you. This will totally kill your cause. It's not for you. Not for you. But for those of us who read these things and we get all caught up and you're reading this article and you can't believe in either you share on social media or you call a friend and say did you hear about so and so you find out later on it's only a half truth 
which again is not fake news. It's something that uh, Rush Limbaugh, who's a master at this, will call infotainment. One teaspoon of information sold onto WEF's tracks and bundle of the highest quality of opinion you could ever have, where it's a little bit of teaspoon of truth and all opinion. I say he's highly skilled at that because on his radio show that he has, it's not necessarily news broadcast. It's news that people may or may not agree with, but let me throw my opinion in there and get the people who agree with me to like it. And that's a formula that really works. It can work for good or it can work for bad. But that's one example if you listen to that broadcast. And it has worked. It has worked. He will issue a couple of sentences or a soundbite that's very generic that you could take any kind of way. And he attaches his way to it. And he's developed a following over the years. So again, how to navigate social media in this age of hashtag made you look. Some people do anything, say anything, present any picture just to get a like just to get a follow, just to get a view, just to get a subscribe. They don't care whether it's upsetting. They don't care whether it's true. They just know that it's buzzing and it's got their name out there. And if you're excited enough about it or upset enough about it, you'll come to their website. Another view. If you're offended as you can be about it, or if it touches you by your heartstrings and makes you cry, you're going to share it right away. That's the benefit of the poster. So just when you read an article, if it shocks you out of your shoes, follow up on it before you share it. Do yourself a favor and the people who like the things that you share. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show regarding navigating social media in the age of made you look. I hope you had a couple of takeaways from it. Go ahead and shut it down now. I do still take interviews and I would love to speak with you if you got a business or you were faced with a particular situation. You resolved it and found a way you could not only help others, but help yourself. Let me know so we can talk more about it. You can shoot an email to guestinfotrbs, guestinfotrbs at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook under The Radiant Brilliant Show, Instagram under The Radiant Brilliant Show, and Google Plus The Radiant Brilliant Show. Thanks for tuning in. I welcome your feedback, and I will catch you next time.